0: Hello, all you beautiful people and welcome this is intentional healing and I am Nicole Bridger so today I want to talk to you about worrying. It's something that we all do. it can be a really exhausting chronic habit that I hear so much how much people um, wish they could control it, change it, stop it, but just can't really seem uh, to get there so Today, I want to talk about why we worry and what you can do to relieve that. But before we begin, let's take a deep breath and allow yourself to just be here, to collect your thoughts and energy from all the different places and bring it all right here. All your worries out there. <laughs> So we all worry for different reasons. The thing that's harmful about worrying is that it increases your stress, which affects your hormones and affects your health. I know um for myself that when I was able to shift my stress load um, and to feel more trust and happiness um, throughout my days, that my hormones completely shifted, my body shifted, my health changed, and I could really clearly see the effect that the stress was having on me. In fact, um, a friend of mine owns a hair salon. She's a famous uh, hairstylist. And she looked at my hair about six months after I made big changes and said, wow, you've really shifted your health because you have all this incredible new hair growth that's happening and that um, happens when you get healthy. And she said, not just a little bit, like a lot. So, you know, this shift of um, from stress to happiness, it, I can physically see it's having an impact on your body. So that's the thing about worrying is that it is actually impacting your health continually keeping a really high level of stress that has become the norm is not how our bodies are meant to function. And we are so used to it in our culture, having this high level of stress all the time um, that we aren't even aware of the impacts it's having on our health and relationships um, until something dramatic happens and we're forced to make a shift. So why do we worry? Underneath it all, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, For myself, I know that You know, when I'm waking up at night or can't keep a focused conversation with someone, my mind is drifting to different things that I'm worrying about. It's usually because I'm feeling stressed about something um, and somehow worrying makes me feel like I'm solving it. Um, It can almost be like a way of protecting ourselves. You know, if I worry about all the things, um, then I've outsmarted it and it won't get me. Uh, And it keeps us in this constant cycle of worrying. The thing uh, with that, though, is that whatever you focus on grows. So if you are constantly focusing on the things that you don't want, Guess what's going to come into your life? Exactly what you don't want. And we need to intentionally focus on what we do want. Some other examples of why we worry. um, I can remember my grandma always worrying and really about silly things. You know, it's easy for us to justify that. Of course I have to worry, you know, who, who else is going to put food on the table? Um, if I don't get this right, then we're, we're screwed. Or if I, you know, don't, um, out think of, think of that before it happens, you know, then it's gonna get us. Um, especially if we have kids and things. So, I used to see my grandmother worry about some of the silliest things. To me, they were silly. Of course, to her, um, they felt very real. And of course, to you, you know, there's no such thing as silly. But, it was almost for her a way to keep busy and to stay important uh, in her subconscious, of course. And if she wasn't worrying, then what was she doing? You know, she wasn't um, being a part of the solution if she wasn't worrying. But again, energetically, if you're worrying, you're drawing that into existence. So it's actually the opposite of helping. Um, I know a good friend of mine is having a hard time right now with worrying. And for her, it's a little bit about control, you know, wanting to control things, make sure everything's in its place, and then everybody's happy and safe. And so then she can't allow herself to just relax and trust because she's scared that... um, that somehow she won't be in control. That if she's not the one in control, that somebody else might be. And control is a is an illusion. You know, we're n- never actually in control. Um, it's a false sense of security. You never know what's going to happen when, and that fear, um, instead of motivating people to live in the moment and enjoy one another. It keeps us in this sense of fear and um, constant worry and worrying so much that it's just a chronic behavior that we're not even aware that we're doing it. So what do we do um, when we find ourselves in this place of constant worry? There's a couple of things that you can do that are helpful. And then I'm going to take you into a little bit deeper um, realization behind it. Um, something that's helpful for people, because what you need to do is start to slow down the mind and listen more in here. To me, uh, chronic worrying is a call to your higher self Um, or from your higher self to your physical being, to make a shift, to make a change in how you're showing up in the world, that it's time. So one of the things that you can do is schedule worrying time. Uh, Okay, every day I'm going to allow myself 30 minutes of worrying from 2.30 to 3.00. And that's when I will allow myself to worry about all the things. And then the rest of the day, you don't. You can even jot things down as they come up in your head throughout the day so that you remind, you have them as a reminder for later of things that you need to worry about. This is an interesting exercise uh, for people because it shifts from the worrying happening out of control and constantly um, to beginning to become more aware of it and selective. And then you begin to train the brain um, to worry intentionally so that it's not just running on its own all the time. This will help you to begin to be more deliberate with your thoughts Um and start to control the worrying mind and slowing it down. This exercise, if you do this um, for a while, um, you know, try it for a couple of weeks every day, you will begin to see a shift in your relationship to worrying, and you will start to see that it is not you, it's not a part of you. It is a separate part of you. Um, It is not your being, if you will. Um, And then you begin to start to separate yourself, your truth from the chatter. The next step in worrying is a deeper step. So there is a fear, a a worry, a voice behind your worry that keeps you in the mode of worry. So when you're in a place of worry, um, starting to feel the anxiety, perhaps you have um, a bit of a nervous, uh, repetitive action that you do. Some people... Um, picking or biting their nails or something that you do when you're feeling anxious that uh, subconsciously relieves the uncomfortable feeling. So when you're in that mode of constant worry and you become aware that you're doing it instead of just letting it run off, um, the best thing is to sit with a pen and paper. Take a deep breath. And to ask yourself, well, what is it that I'm worrying about? And of course, at first, it might be the things, you know, I'm worried about my son going to camp. I'm worried about that guy who's supposed to email me back and just things like that that might come off. And as you start to write them down, it helps to see them. But then I want you to ask that part of yourself, you know, take a deep breath. Allow yourself to go into your body where you're feeling it. Many of us feel it in our chest. It's like a tension, a sort of feeling of anxiety there in our shoulders. Wherever it is in your body, taking a deep breath and allowing your attention to go there. And ask yourself, what is it that I'm afraid of? That somehow I think worrying will fix. For my friend uh, that I mentioned, you know, she had a hard time uh, growing up, and one of her modes that she goes into when she's feeling unsafe or triggered is hyper control. It's a way of responding to past trauma. To say. I won't, I won't let that get me again. So she's in a place of constant worry as a way to, to not let herself be hurt again. For my grandmother, um, I think that for her growing up, um, she felt unseen and insignificant and um, didn't have a chance to really realize her potential. And worrying gave her purpose. Um, She felt like it was her duty to the family. So there her fear would be that she's not enough as she is. So you want to listen to your specific voice that's behind there, that's motivating you to worry, that's telling you somehow worrying will make it better. My voice, um, when I'm stressed out, is it's all up to me. I need to fix it. I need to make sure everyone's okay. And I will get into a habit of worrying when I'm listening to that voice and feeling afraid and feeling like I can't trust so at the other side of this as you begin to hear that voice and you write it out what that voice is afraid of what is it saying what is it trying to keep you safe from what does worrying keep you from you'll begin to see that what this is calling you to is to exist in a place of trust. Because worrying is the opposite of trust. And every contrast, meaning any sort of undesirable experience that you go through, on the other side is clarity. So if this contrast for you is overworrying, on the other side of this, there is clarity, there is healing, healing past traumas. But then the goal at the end of the rainbow is to exist from a place of trust. And what would that look like? Imagine you were able to wake up, and trust that everything's going to be okay. That even going through difficult times is not for nothing. That you can trust that there is purpose behind everything. One of the things I hear a lot about um, an argument against going with a flow or, or existing from a place of trust is, you know, well, then I'm just sit back and do nothing. And it's so not about that. That is actually a form of denial. Um, Maybe even procrastination or fear to sit back and say, okay, fine. I'm going to sit here and do nothing or no, everything's fine. To really exist in a place of trust, and partnership with the universe and yourself and your soul is to move with inspired action. So when you feel the inspiration to do something, you answer the call, you go for it from a place of inspiration, not from a place of worry and fear. So I hope that this, short conversation about worrying is a little bit helpful for you to see that you don't need to worry and that there is a way to become aware of your chronic worrying, why you are worrying, your specific reason. And what is on the other side of this? Should you take the time to really heal it. I can tell you from experience that it is incredible to be able to live from a place of trust. And of course, there are always moments where I start to click into that place of worry. I start to feel anxiety or feel frantic. And I just gently remind myself to take a deep breath and that everything's gonna be okay. And I move forward from a place of inspired action and the things that I choose to with real intention. And then things begin to really flow. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you so much peace.